Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, Elixir, Murgatroyd, how is, how is your Elixir today? Are you Elixing? That sounds creepy. Why? I don't know. Dirty mind. Dirty mind. Happy Dirty Friday, mind. everybody. Happy, Happy Friday. Friday. So glad you all came. Happy Friday. Hey. Hey. A lot of coffee this morning. What are we going to talk about today? I believe that we are talking about joy. Did I get that right? Joy? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> sort of. I was on the Peloton the other day and I had an aha moment. And I was thinking about how, you know, this last year, we've really dug deep into what it truly means to manifest and what, you know, we really want in life. And I think a lot of things were kind of stripped away um, in this whole cray-cray of 2020. And what is important was left, right? And we really got to see what was truly, truly important. What did we really miss in all of those things? And I think the aha moment that I had was so many people are trying to find merge, okay, merge a business with their purpose and they're forcing it. And I feel like 10, 15 years ago, when we started our journey into, you know, online business and all of that, Tim Ferriss kind of came out, wrote the four-hour work week, and he created the thing called the dream line, right? What do you want to have? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? What is the what is the amazing dream life that you want to live? And then gave you a track to reverse engineer, like how could you, you know, create that amount of money to live that life and automate it? 
And it was like, I remember at the time, it was like drop shipping supplements from a warehouse with an online website. It was like, you know, what widget could you put in place to generate the amount of money you truly need to live your dream life? And then I think the world went through this evolution of everybody wanting this online um, location independent income. But somewhere along the way, it became like mandatory for your business to be your purpose. And I just think that people need permission for that not to be the case. I think that people need to have permission for them to just build a widget, you know, start an Amazon account where, you know, or start an Amazon store where you're like shipping in weights for people to work out. Like something that you're not incredibly passionate about, but provides an income, something that's not your purpose that provides an income. I think people get are getting too caught up in what is my purpose instead of thinking, maybe your purpose is to live that dream life. Maybe your purpose is to find the things that truly spark joy in your life. Not the things that you think you should do or the things you things you should have, but the things that truly, truly, truly spark the joy. And maybe that is your purpose. And maybe your purpose is born out of that. Like I look at Tim now and he was like drop shipping stuff, right? Like he created these online websites that you like bought supplements and they like went to your house and he was like the middleman. Like that wasn't his purpose in life. His purpose is so much bigger than that. His purpose was to inspire and to show people that they could live a location-independent income or like a location-independent life by creating an income that funds it. And like never in his book, I do I remember, and maybe I'm wrong, was he like, now sit down and make sure this is a purpose-driven business. And I think people get so stuck on that one piece that the business must, you know, change the world that they don't just create a business that creates money so they can live their life and change the world in a different way. That All was right. long-winded. It was long-winded. I had a aha while you were talking because this has been this has been a uh, we'll call it a debate for a long time amongst people. And some people will be, well, you know, I want to do something that I'm passionate about and it's a waste of my time to not. And other people are like, no, it doesn't really matter. But here's the, here's the aha that I had. In all the cases for me that I've seen where people are living joyful lives with businesses that they are not um, tied to in terms of their happiness or tied to in terms of their purpose, they all have created automated businesses like an Amazon drop shipped, to use an example, type of business, because it doesn't require your day-to-day of nine to five dispensing hemorrhoid cream, right? So I think whatever, whatever the business is that you choose, if you follow this line of thinking and you say, well, I don't want this to be my passion. I don't need it to be my passion. I want my passion to be my passion. I want to be able to spend my days the way I want to spend my days. You can only do that if you have the income to do that. And you don't want to spend your days working nine to five in an office with a business you don't love, don't have a passion, and don't have a purpose 
four. So here's something that is interesting to me. I and look, I'm not arguing for, you know, people to build a sprocket <laughs> and just ship it on Instagram, like Instagram, ship it on Amazon and just have it be like like a business they don't care about. I'm not advocating for that. I'm saying what if that was the case? Because sometimes turning something you're incredibly passionate about into a business sucks the passion out of it. So you and I, if you think back, we were traveling around the world. We were enjoying ourselves. We were shooting fun little travel videos and they were silly and they were fun and people were enjoying them. And then we started to try to make a real business out of it. And towards the end for us, I remember being like, I, I, I don't want to mic up. I just want to go on vacation and not have to mic up and put makeup on and figure out what I'm going to say. And like, I remember it sucking the joy out of my vacation because it became work. Vacation became work. And that is hard. And I think that happens for a lot of people. Like I know a lot of yoga instructors specifically who are yogis in love with yoga and love with their practice. And they decide to take yoga teacher training and they become a yoga teacher and they completely stop doing yoga and they completely stop having that same passion for it because they're teaching, you know, three classes a day. And so I, I'm just, I want, what my takeaway I hope is for people is what you're doing to generate income does not necessarily have to be something you're insanely passionate about. It doesn't necessarily have to be your life's purpose. Like take that pressure off yourself and say, stupid idea time. What if I just created an automated business that brought in money so I could live my purpose and get inspired every day? And maybe maybe your purpose is to write. Maybe your purpose is to inspire other people. Maybe your purpose is to be a mom. Maybe your purpose is to live in joy. Maybe like, maybe it's not this change the world thing. I think there's so many people trying, like, trying to empower women to blah, 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 blah. And I think that's great. But at what point do you empower yourself to live the life you want to live? And maybe that life doesn't have to do with, you know, some massive plan right now. Like, and realize too, that could change. Like, Tim's a good example. He created automated income that he wasn't incredibly, I mean, he liked wellness, but he wasn't incredibly passionate about it, right? In the way that, oh my God, I have to create this business and I can't wait to wake up again and blah, blah, blah. Like, in that era of online business, what people were really passionate about was was waking up and seeing that they made money while they slept, that orders came in while they slept. That's what people were really passionate about at that time in online business. And I think that there is a happy medium here. I talk to a lot of people, and Rob, you do too, like in our virtual mastermind, in coaching, and they're and they're just lost in what business they should create because they're trying to make their purpose, their passion, and their business one thing, and they're forcing it. And I think if they just said, 
Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else that just brings in the income so I can live my purpose. They'd be living in more joy. Again, yeah, I mean, long-winded. I, no, it's 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 a, it, we're it's part of part of what we're doing now is we're working we're working some of this out, right? So when you think about a guy like Tim Ferriss, so what Tim Ferriss does is he says, "Hey, look, I have a passion for writing books. I want to write books." So he decides that the best way for him to write books is to have the money to be able to write books. Well, how does he do that? The way he does that is by having an, he calls it a muse, M-U-S-E. And a muse is his way of being able to say, I have these businesses that funds the things that I am passionate about. So if you think about um, what he's done since he's had those drop shipment things, he's been er an early investor in Instagram. He's been uh, buying, uh, he's been doing some uh, venture capital uh, type investments that are throwing off income for him. Um, He originally was doing, you know, uh, anyway, the point is that he had lots of different things that he was doing, but he never conflated my favorite word. He's never conflated the two. He's always said, this is my dream life. This is the thing I want to be doing. I want to take two months a year and go tango, but I'm not going to have a tango company. I'm going to have a company that is based around doing something that I absolutely love to do. So um, I I think whatever it is- You just nailed it there. Like he didn't fall in love with tango in Argentina and then start an online tango course. You know, like he, it doesn't, and he could have, and that might've done well, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I, I just want our, you know why I'm so passionate about this? Because we're building our dream life course and we're taking the lessons that we've learned over the last 15 years, and we are uncovering, unpacking, and helping people with this course reverse engineer their dream life. And so as we're doing this course, I'm finding myself wanting to share with someone that they can just have a business and it be their business. It doesn't have to be everything to them. And, no, but I would I would but put it can be. I would put some constraints in here. And I I really believe that you can wind up in some trouble if you go the wrong way. So in other words, if you say, Hey, I'm not that interested in sprockets, but um, I think it can make some money, and then you find yourself at you know spacely sprockets all day long, and you're sitting at the desk. No, yeah, and you're, that's not what and I'm you're going about. like, well, it makes money, and I don't care. It's not my passion. But you spend your, you know, you spend eighty hours a week there. That that doesn't make sense. So for me, what I think you have to think about is number one, your position on it being exclusively a business around your purpose, I think is perfectly valid. And I think that you should look at it and go, I I am not going to have a business that is, I'm not going to choose a business because it's my passion. I think you have to get that off the table. Second is I would say the only way that I can live my passion is if this business is automated in some, some way that does not require me to physically be there. And number three, be open to the idea that you may want to have a business that is your passion and you may want to spend the day doing it. For example, um, what I'm doing right now with podcasting and masterminds, um, et cetera, I love. That is my day-to-day and it is my income and it is something that I love to do. So I am perfectly in alignment with my passion. Ends, ends, 
What I may want to look into doing now is maybe buying an Amazon uh, ship type company so I can throw off $10,000, $15,000 a month in a way that is automated so that if I decided that I didn't want to do a portion of my business, or if your example that you gave earlier of us traveling where your vacation turns into your vocation and it's no longer fun, I've don't, I'm not so principally tied to my business because it is my lifeblood of my life. I think that there's a dance here. I don't think it's an either or thing. I think right. you got to look at it. I think I think you have to look at all of it. And I think um, this is why we're creating this dream life course, because I feel like what's on the market today as far as um, courses on how to build a business, they start with the business and they they don't give any look at the life that they want. They assume that the business they're going to create, whether it's a coaching business, a podcast business, a course business, whatever the business is, there's an assumption that that business is going to give them the life they want. And that's not always true. Because if you go into... Let's say you go into one of these courses that are available or masterminds, and you just start building a business. And you're like, it's my passion. It's my purpose. It's my this. It's my that. Okay, great. So you have the idea. And then they start building a business around it. You could find yourself working 24-7 on that, that passion project, trying to turn it into an actual legitimate business that brings in income and spending more than 40 hours a week doing that because it's so labor intensive or it has you traveling 300 days a year or it like there's so many things that can interfere with the life you want to live the other thing I think is important to consider when it comes to purpose, I, I get the idea that your purpose is to be in joy, but I understand what, what people are saying when they're talking about purpose. They're, they're, what they're really saying beyond that is they're saying they want to do something that's exciting to them, that has meaning, that they love. Yes, because and I'll, all and of I'll, those I'll, things. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. There, there is a big chunk of uh, people's lives where they look at it and they say, you know, um, this is my purpose. I know this is my purpose. Well, when I ask that same question to the person four years later or five years later, all of a sudden that changes. They're no longer having the same purpose that they once have. So I can tell you that purpose will change as you change and as you launch different rockets of desire for what it is that you're after. Okay, so I'm drawing something for you now, ready to, to demonstrate my idea. And I hope this makes sense. So let's say when you're um, a kid, the, your purpose is to play, right? Sophia's purpose right now is to play and to be happy and to be joyful. Then you get a little older and you're, you're like, my purpose, I wanna, I wanna be a mom. I wanna be a dad. I want to contribute. Then you're like, my purpose, I wanna give back. I wanna contribute. I wanna find a way to impact other people. And then, and then, and then, and all of these things. What do you get from all of these things? Joy. Joy. Every single one of them, the contribution, the giving back, the, the vacation, all of these things lead you, if, if you, like, let me ask you this. If your purpose, whatever that is, when you do a trip, okay, let's say your purpose is to 
inspire entrepreneurs to get out of the nine to five rat race every day to you know day to day and you take them for four days you blow their mind you put them in state in an amazing location you expand who they are what does that bring you when you see that twinkle in their eye joy exactly so my aha is that all of these things we're doing are leading us to joy here's the interesting thing i just you know i i have a pet peeve with women who tell me that they want to empower women not that i care that, that not that I believe that women should not be empowered. Of course, a woman should be empowered. Uh, and I think women should help empower other women. That is not my beef with it. My beef with it is what makes you unique and different. You, there's a big, long line of women who want to help empower women. And everybody is saying the same thing over and over again. I just want to empower women. What does it mean? Because I'm looking at it through the lens of a business, right? How how is How is it unique and different through the lens of a business? But what you just described here is interesting because if that same woman woman who comes to me and says, well, I just want to empower women. Well, how are you doing it? Well, I've got 10 businesses that throw off 10,000 a month for me and I have $100,000 a month in income and I do events for women. I write books for women. I have a podcast for women. I do courses for women, you know, whatever it is. She's not looking to create a business that empowers women. She is, she's created a business so that she can fund her passion to empower women. Right, exactly. And so that's, see, this is the missing link, right? A lot of people, I was having this conversation the other day with some friends. People want to have this big platform and they want to build this big platform online and so they can empower women, they can build this big brand. And they look at influencers that are friends of you and I that I'm not going to name. And they're like, like this one, like that one, like this one. And I'm like, do you know what all of those women did first? They built a business that threw off money. And in in the case of what the conversation I was having, it was network marketing. Like when you look at most influencers that I know started, built a network marketing income. So it throws off a residual income. And then they stepped into the next evolution of what they are and built these big brands that people are seeing today. But what they don't realize is that those women have money being thrown off residually from 10 years of building a network marketing business. If you're a woman listening to this right now, we'll, we'll stay on the thread of women empowering, women empowering women. If you're one of those women who are interested in that sort of thing, and you have your favorite influencer du jour, right? Go back and look at that influencer and see where they initially made their money. And I guarantee you, they didn't make their money by empowering women. If no. you're Sarah Blakely, you made it by, you know, uh, pantyhose, You right? made it by selling spanks out of your your house. Like if you roll that back, they and, made And by somewhere. the way, who is going to empower women more than somebody like a Sarah Blakely? Right. Like, so if you empower yourself first and then empower women, like if, for me, I could say, like our team motto is inspire, empower, repeat, right? How do we, how do we empower women? I take a woman who is, has dreams, who wants to build something bigger for her life, who wants to start dreaming again, who maybe she's now newly a single mom. Maybe she just wants to stand on her own two feet. Maybe she wants to earn money and she's been watching her kids and being like a, a stay-at-home mom for so long, but she wants to earn some money and feel good about herself and contribute financially to her family, whatever. I give her the tools 
to create that income, which empowers her to move forward and to be able to live the life she wants. That's what I do. Like, how, how do you, I mean, we're getting kind of off on a tangent here, but for me, it's like all of this leads to joy. Like when I go back and I look at all of the things we've done in our life, when I look at the videos we've shot traveling around the world, that led us to joy. And when it stopped leading us to joy, we stopped doing it. When it became, when the vacation became a vocation, we stopped doing it, right? When we went and, and we went, like I remember our first vacation where we didn't bring mics. And it was so freeing after that. It was amazing. Like I never want to do that again, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because it because I want to live my vacation. It, ru- it ruins it. It ruins it. I mean, and I look at, but I look at the things that we did that brought us joy. And when it stopped bringing us joy, we stopped doing it because it didn't bring us joy. Was it our purpose and our passion? Was it our passion? Yes. Our passion became passionless over time, but it was our passion. Was it our purpose? No, but it could have been part of our purpose for that period of time because why? It led us to joy. So just, I mean, I know we were all over the place today, but to wrap it in the bubble, if you can look and acknowledge the dream life you want, and that dream life is there, whatever those things you want. For us, it's to live part of the year in California, part of the year in Tuscany. It's to live life without an alarm clock. It's to share the things we love. It could be now podcasting and these experiences. For me, it's writing, like all of those things. Those are the things that bring us joy, right? And we need to find a way to reverse engineer that dream life. So think about what is that for yourself? What is the dream for you? And how can you make that happen without um, cannibalizing your passion, without forcing your purpose? How could you fund your dream life and, and kind of flip the script on this? And if you want help with it, we of course have our Dream Life course coming out and you can get that Dream Life course by texting us at 310-388-9724 and text us the word dream life. And we will make sure you get it. And this is something that, like I said before, we are so passionate about because it took us a long time to figure out. And we're taking what we've done over the last 15 years, distilling it down and putting it into a step-by-step plan for you to accomplish your dream life. Beautiful. Let's not make your purpose your business unless you want it to. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.